The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Hello, everyone. This is Rob Golfie with Remax, the Golfie team. Welcome to the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition with host Rick Zamperin. Another gorgeous Saturday here on the Golfie Real Estate Show here on 900 CHML. Yes, Rick Zamperin in with Rob Golfie, sales representative, Remax's Garmin Realty, the Golfie team, the number one Remax team in Canada. Call them today if you want to sell your home for top dollar, 905-575-7700. That's 905-575-7700. RobGolfi.com is the go-to website to get your listing on the hottest website in town, real estate related. RobGolfi.com. That's Rob G O L F I.com. And the Golfi team, as par for the course, dominating the social media game. They're on TikTok, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Get your listing on their social media feeds. If you want an instant home estimate, there's a website for you as well. GolfiHomeValue.com. Again, that's GolfiHomeValue.com. Plug in some numbers and get a pretty darn good idea of what your home could go for uh, if a Golfie for sale sign is on your lawn. And of course, you can always send the Golfie team an email with a topic idea or a question that we'll address on a future show. Questions at robgolfie.com is the email address. We're going to talk about a bunch of things, including millennials who rent. They might have a hard time saving up for their retirement years compared to those who are owning their own home. We'll talk about some super long mortgages and leases in places like Britain and Singapore. We're also going to get into a pretty interesting suggestion from the president of the Niagara Real Estate Board. But to start the day, as we usually do, Rob, what's going on in your real estate life? So I've been going around at some of the houses that we sold uh, this year and, and going and looking at clients that owned houses for 10 years. And so I'm going back and saying, okay, well, they paid, let's say, $300,000 for this house 10 years ago in 2013. And and I'm I'm actually doing videos in front of the house and saying, hey, uh, uh, these people lived here for 10 years and their house more than doubled in price in 10 years. Hmm. And and it's hard to believe, like these people that bought these houses, they can't imagine that these houses would double or more. Like we have one house, they tripled in price. But we're standing there, we're just doing videos. These people... Bought for two ninety nine, and we and we just sold it, you know, for six hundred fifty or seven hundred thousand uh, in ten years. They made over three hundred fifty, four hundred thousand, and and I'm I'm saying, what did you do the last ten years that made you over four hundred thousand dollars? <laughs> uh, so it's kind of it's kind it's kind of letting people know, like, hey, look, ten years goes by pretty quick. Mm-hmm. You you buy a, a a property, and and it is that's the hardest thing is buying properties. I get it. Some people like saving the down payment is tough. I get it, but um, but owning properties, anybody wants to argue against stocks or anything like that, they can't, you, you can't, uh, you can't beat real estate, but I can't believe, uh, some, some of the returns on these properties that, uh, we've been selling that people have owned. We had one that we did in two, uh, it was, they've been there eight years and their house price tripled wow. in, in eight years. We sold, we sold it this year. They bought it, I think in 2015. And I'm like, I can't believe this. And now I'm going to start using that segment. And going to houses that we have for sale and saying, look, believe it or not, this house will be double in price in 10 years. <laughs> so it's up to you. You think that you think the house prices are expensive now. Wait till 10 years from now. They're going to be double and, and it'll be hard to believe. Nobody believes 
that the you know, when they were looking at townhouses 10, 20 years ago, they're going to be, you know, up to 700 to a million dollars today. I, I would never believe that, but it's kind of, you know, and especially with the future it holds with in Canada and in Ontario, that there's a shortage of homes and builders aren't building as many. We're behind the eight ball even more now than we were uh, just like in COVID. Like, I mean, because interest rates went up, builders are not building as many. Everybody's kind of, kind of waiting and sitting and watching and uh, so every month that goes by or every year that goes by, especially in the next three years, uh, rent house rent rentals are going to go up in price. Like it's going to be tougher. So if you can get a five-year lease out there and you're renting a house, get that five-year lease. And I'm sure they'd be happy to cancel that lease if you decide to buy a house and move out because they, the, that, that homeowner maybe want to sell it or whatever. So if you're renting, get a five-year lease. And, and you're locked in and you don't have to worry about it because if somebody I locked, I, if I got a five year lease with somebody uh, at the same rent for five years and they, in two and a half years, they said to me, Hey, uh, I, I, I bought a house. I want to cancel. Is that possible? I say, sure. No problem. Cause I'm just going to get more rent for the next, uh, renter that comes in. So right. don't be afraid to sign a five year lease. Uh, when you're renting a house. Here's here's the other scenario when when we're looking at house prices doubling, you know, basically every 10 years is that, you know, I'm looking at my situation where I bought, you know, a bungalow on the mountain in in 2004 and in about 20 years it is quadrupled. So, you know, it doubled in in 10 years and then doubled again in the, in the next 10 years. Yeah. And for those who have the wherewithal to invest some of that equity, some of that capital that they've built in, uh, you know, you look around town now and there's there's a lot of opportunities still at the price point that we're at where you can, in 10 years from now, double that investment. Absolutely. There's, and, and I think it's going to be even better than the last 10 years uh, when it comes to return on investment, whether it's personal or whether it's an investment property that you're buying. I think it's going to be even better just because of the fact uh, we're, we're in a crisis. Uh, we have more population, more demand but less homes to, mm-hmm. to um, uh, that that's available out there. That's a good point. Let's dive into uh, some of these stats. So we have benchmark prices that we're looking at, and uh, we're starting in Niagara Falls. Yes. So in Niagara, they were saying in Niagara, uh, there was a, an article in the paper indicating that, uh, uh, to, you know, it, that better buy in Niagara because it, 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 it's going to go up like crazy there. And I believe it because right now in Niagara Falls, um, the, uh, um, the, the months of inventory is, is, is 3.2 months of inventory that's out there right now. It's one of the higher ones in, in the Niagara area, which I can't believe. And, uh, and that means it's telling me that you better go now because that's going to shorten up because in Hamilton, the, uh, the months of inventory is one and a half months. And, uh, and then in Burlington, it's one. So it always trails down towards Niagara. And so right now, Make your deal in Niagara <laughs> Falls. Uh, uh, if I were you, think uh, Wellen's already at two point two, and St. Catharines is at one point six. So I would assume Niagara Falls is the time right now. Go there, make your deal, uh, and you'll do you'll do uh, pretty decent because in in six months from now you're going to say, well, I'm glad I, I did buy something because I think values are going to go up. Uh, up through the summer, and it, and we're going to have a, a a little bit of a boom in the fall. Well, and, and they have been going up. I mean, they're they're up one hundred and five thousand dollars from January in Niagara Falls. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, and it's it's affordable. The GTA people are moving out that way. And you know what? And here's another another problem. There the, there's hotels in Niagara Falls. They got eighty percent 
uh, occupancy of refugees. Now we're now they're trying they're housing these refugees, trying to figure out what they're going to do with them. Eventually, they have to leave the hotel. What do you think is going to happen? They're going to be either renting uh, a place in, and and they're going to stay in the falls or or they're going to stay in Niagara. So you're going to see a boom that's going to happen. Like if you got 85 percent of some of the hotels filled with refugees, you are going to get an abundance of uh, people wanting rent. This is the time to buy. Uh, especially with these refugees eventually going to leave these hotels. I don't know how long they're going to stay there. I don't know, you know, what the government, these hotels are making a fortune from the, you know, getting government paid checks from housing these people. But I'm telling you, they eventually need apartments and and houses to rent. And that's what's going to drive the market up in Niagara. When you look at the last seven months, just with the benchmark price, um, it's the highest it's ever been, uh, at least in the last seven months, in Welland, in St. Catharines, in Hamilton and Stony Creek, and in Burlington. Prices all escalating over the last number of months. Is that price escalation going to continue seeing what we're seeing with these inventory numbers? Yes, I think it'll 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 veer off a little bit as we get into the summer because of vacations and everything else like that. But I still I I, I see a, a sp- another spike happening in the fall. Right after uh, Labor Day, you're going to see a lot of people looking and uh, and wanting to buy. So you, so it's good for sellers and uh, and it's and, you know buyers. I mean, hey, listen, you buy now, ten years from now, that price that you pay today doesn't make doesn't it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you're still going to do well on that. Whether so, it's you know, and sometimes people get stuck on you know five thousand here, ten thousand there. Just got get the house because by the time you take possession, you've made up that five ten thousand dollars just because of appreciation. So you're echoing what the Niagara Real Estate Board president is saying for for that region, and you're saying that it also applies here in Hamilton and Burlington as well. Like if you're going to buy something, do it now. Absolutely. Look at Burlington. How much that's gone up uh, since October of last year. I mean, the average sale price they they hit rock bottom. A rock bottom actually almost the uh, December January. Uh, this is the benchmark price. In Burlington, it was like 850 in December, 760. Wow! So they didn't. I'm not sure the sales numbers, but now look at it. February started climbing. Uh, March, look at it, it's over a million, over a million dollars. So if you bought something in uh, uh, December, January, mm-hmm. uh, in Burlington, you would have made probably a couple hundred thousand dollars already just on your purchase. And and Burlington's always going to be strong, just because it's part of the it's it is part of the GTHA. You know what I mean? Like people, you know that's. That's where they make the decision. Do I go over the Skyway Bridge or not? That's you know that's that's where they kind of sit there and uh, think about, and then they uh, decide where they're going to move. We have uh, lots to talk about on the show, but I want to remind you: if you want to sell your house or you are in the market to buy a house, call the number one Remax team in Canada. That is the Golfie team at 905-575-7700, 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob G O L F I dot com. Follow them on TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And if you have a topic idea or a question for the Golfie team that we'll address on a future show send them an email questions at robgolfie.com again that website is question or that email part of me is uh, questions at robgolfie.com so still to come we're going to talk about leases in singapore they are absolutely wild mortgages in britain may hit a level that we've never seen before and we'll also get into millennials many of them who are renting right now are going to have a really hard time saving for retirement especially when they are compared to those millennials who 
who are owning their home. And also, we're going to bring you Canada's happiest and unhappiest cities. And lo and behold, they're both in Ontario. That's coming up next here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back to the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative, REMAX Escarpment Realty, the Golfy team. Call them today. You'll be calling the number one REMAX team in the nation, 905-575-7700, 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. And you can check them out on Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, and Facebook as well. Uh, let's get into, this is an interesting thing. You, you sent me an email earlier this morning about a listing in Hamilton that uh, kind of makes us think about the past. So uh, explain what's going on with this one. So when I first started in real estate, um, I, I, it, it was funny though, there was land leased properties in Hamilton on the Hamilton mountain. For instance, um, I guess from uh, uh, like uh, East mountain area, and, um, it, it, and what it was, was I, I couldn't believe it. Like, and, and they're, and they're a little bit more difficult to sell. Hmm. Now I, I found one, I was trying to dig one up. This one was on Lockheed drive. And what it said is land leased for $39 and 83 cents a month, or can be purchased for $11,000. Uh, and, and then, and it says it expires like a uh, year 2023. It's funny that we're in 2023 <laughs> yeah. talking about this. So this was a 1983 listing. Now they were still around in the 19 uh, late nineties and early two thousands, but I think most people bought them out. And I think the banks wanted you to buy them out uh, as in the two thousands, just because they didn't want this anymore. Now, so whatever you were purchasing, you had to add $11,000 to it. Now we've had these land lease properties, which was kind of a little bit of a stigma uh, and people buying, but, but it was affordable. They were a little less money in, in price but then you would have that $39.83 a month uh, lease. Now, $39.83 lease a month doesn't seem much now, but it was a lot of money in the 80s. And I think these, this started probably in the 50s or 60s when they were building these houses on, on uh, land that was owned by the city. So we're, and, 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 it's, uh, and it's funny though, I, I haven't seen one of these in probably 10, 15 years. It, it could be longer, but I haven't, I, I, I don't recall seeing them anymore. So they were probably all bought out. And uh, yeah, so we look at other countries that are doing this and we look at them and say, wow, they're be, you know, like, I can't believe they're doing that. This is, you know, and meanwhile, we had this ourselves here, right here in Canada, right here in <laughs> Hamilton. Mm -hmm. So it, isn't it crazy? Like, were you surprised? You thought this, when I said this to you, you thought this was just something that the owner was doing. No, this was the government. This is yeah. the, the city of Hamilton was doing. I know. So how prevalent was this back in the day? Like, were there a lot of these uh, lots up for grabs or maybe a handful? No, it's just, I think it was just a certain section of on the Hamilton Mountain. Okay. And I think they just tried it. And it wasn't uh, like, I, I don't know what it was. I don't know what started it, but something maybe the government was trying to control uh, housing, maybe like affordable housing way back then. And they figured this is the way to do it. 
the, the lease was, you know, uh, uh, affordable enough for people to afford. And also the house price wouldn't be as, as expensive. So this was probably something that uh, when a builder went in, say, hey, you can, you, you can buy the land uh, or actually you can lease the land. You can build houses. You can make your profit. But people have to lease the land. And, and that's what they did. I mean, I think and I think it was probably to do with affordable housing. I'm going to look more deep into it. Mm -hmm. I, I was just researching and I saw this listing uh, just a half hour we go on the show. But I want to look deep down into it more to see if it was to deal with more affordable housing in Hamilton uh, back in the day. There's a couple of other things that I noticed with this listing. And in, in the remarks thing, I just... You know, it's so sloppily kind of written. I thought, is was this person having a tough day or something? <laughs> I know there's only so many characters you can use. But the other thing that caught me too, and I, I, I almost want to cry, is that the yearly taxes are $1,200 on this piece of land. Yeah, isn't that crazy? <laughs> I, I think that's a lot. That, that that was that's a lot of money even back then. Probably. Like, yeah. like you're, you're not 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 only you're paying like like $400 a year, you know, uh, uh, or 500 for the land lease. But you have to pay another twelve hundred dollars for taxes. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it, taxes were cheap, you know, if you look at it overall. But yeah, no, there there's a lot of information on here. Um, you know, like the, the the realtor remarks. I think back then was only like two hundred and fifty characters or three hundred characters right, at the right. time. But they didn't really disclose too much. And back and back those days, there wasn't internet, so you had to look at every house. Yes. Like, like when a house came up for sale, you call the realtor. Yep, we got both well, five more houses, and you didn't even see you can't you didn't have any paperwork on it or anything. That's you right. had to meet the realtor, and he had to drive you around back those days. Yeah, yeah. You actually had to go to the house to see it. You couldn't see it online because there was no online. Yeah. Uh, all right. Exactly. Let's, exactly. Let, let's hop over to Singapore because it is there. There's a really unique scenario there. You know, our our mortgages, our leases are you know anywhere from you know, five years, 10, 20, 25, 30. In Singapore, it's a much different scenario. They have a 99-year lease. It's called a 99-year leasehold. And believe it or not, they have a 999-year leasehold. So basically a thousand-year lease. You're never going to live to see the end of it, but this would be a generational thing. And they also have what is called a freehold, which is kind of an open lease. And, you know, you or the government can act at any time to to leave kind of that that lease. Rob, can you imagine, forget about the 999-year lease, but just a 99-year lease and how that would work here? Yeah, like, and, and then and it starts back at zero again. No, I, I think on, on one of them. But the thing is, as it gets closer to the 99-year, so let's say, you know, it's we're in 2023, mm -hmm. there's 20 years left or, or 25 years Banks do not like financing that. Yeah, they say uh, they do not like financing that, and that's what was starting to happen in Hamilton. Also, uh, they go, listen, you're going to have to pay that out because you know, uh, in 20 years, 25 years, this lease has to be paid out. We want it done now. If you want to, if you want financing from us, so basically, they were purchasing at, at a, that house at 40 or 50 thousand dollars for 10 thousand dollars on top of that to 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 make it happen. But uh, but yeah, like it's just. Um, 99 year lease and and uh, it seems like it, it's a never ending thing. But I, I, that Singapore has that. Like over here, they were saying the difference. Um, it says when the lease it hits its 40 year mark, mm -hmm. within 40 years left on the lease, banks will restrict financing the sale of the unit within 30 years left. Yeah. Potential buyers won't even be able to with, uh, to withdraw their CPF to fund their purchase. So it's it, it's it, 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 
eventually there's a generation that is going to be stuck and, and they have <laughs> to figure it out how to, how to buy or sell these things. And, and that's what becomes tough. But, uh, I think over time and with uh, society that we're getting smarter, hopefully they, they're going to do something about this to help uh, the people when they're purchasing and, and, and being able to afford. Apparently, this is how they handle affordability in Singapore. Yeah, and then, and then or we're not even going to get into it, but then there's the 999-year lease, which I'm not even sure, you know, the people who are around – you know, decade after decade after decade, there comes a point where you have to pass the baton. And I would think at the end of that 1,000 year lease, you'd kind of forget the terms. I don't know. Maybe they're tucked away somewhere. I'm not sure. Oh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. City Hall probably burned down. They wouldn't even yeah. know if, you know, who knows. But the 99, yeah, no kidding. The 1,000 year lease. That's wild. I mean, it's like, like when, when did the thousand years start? <laughs> like, you yeah, know, I don't know. Like, is it, yeah. Like when was that first year? When was the first year it started? Yeah. Uh, maybe there's another 800 years to go or 950 years to go. Who knows? But <laughs> it's bonkers. It's, Speak, it's a long way. Speaking yeah. of lengthy agreements. So the UK is now debating whether or not they should add some more years to uh, their mortgage terms. They're looking at potentially, uh, lengthening the loan terms on mortgages to 40 or even 50 years. And I think the max here is, what, 30, 35? The max here, I think, is 30, okay. um, if, if you can get the 30. But uh, I know the UK, uh, it's always been very expensive there. And the, you know what? The advantage, the advantage uh, to a long, longer loan term is lower monthly payments, which is good. Yeah. But ultimately, you pay more in interest. Like, so, so... For investors, it's perfect, right? Because uh, it's not them paying the mortgage down; it's their it's their tenants that are paying uh, the mortgage uh, the mortgage down. Uh, and if they have a positive cash flow, and in, with inflation, the house price uh, is goes up in value over the years. They can resell it, and they made their money on the on the equity. But um, I but, but if we do this here, we increase our amortization to fifty years. It could drive the prices of homes up. Yeah, here that's a long time, and which is, yeah, and and that and that that and that could uh, effectively make it even tougher to afford. Which, um, but fifty years is a long time, which can be affordable for a lot of people that can buy a house. People that are renting, they're going to say, "Hey, listen, my mortgage will be less than the rent. It's worth buying, but it's going to drive the prices up. We don't have enough housing to to do this. If we had a lot of housing, we can do this." But it's going to be 20 years before we can even think about doing a 50-year amortization. Yeah, in this uh, article, Japan started doing 100-year mortgages decades ago, and it was a way for parents to pass on the wealth without burdening the next generation with higher inheritance taxes, which, you know, makes a lot of sense. The other tidbit of info I found uh, interesting is that the median length of time someone stays in their home in the U.S. is 13 years. Uh, does that seem long or short to you? I thought that was long. I read that. And usually, uh, I mean, I mean, it, yeah, it is a long time. And it, I, I thought it was probably like five to seven years somewhere in there. But I mean, they have the stats. They've got the numbers. Maybe that's in the U.S., but I don't know if in Canada. But I mean, we do have the baby boomers. I mean, they, they've been staying in their house since the Forever. 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah. So that kind of maybe offsets the uh, offsets the uh, average, right? So, um, like my my parents, you know, they've been in their house for like like eight, almost sixty years. So it, so that kind of kind of throws everything off. So what once the baby boomer generation is uh, finished 
and and they've done their uh you know they moved and they're and now they're retiring and they're going into rentals or uh, uh old age homes or retirement homes they will that average will do, drop significantly especially um you know with uh well they have the silent generation i guess they say that's from 1920 to 1945 so they're uh, older than 78 years old the baby boomers are between 59 and 77 years old right now let's talk a little bit about millennials so uh, you know this is the age group that's between the ages of 27 and 42 born between 81 and 96 there's a lot of them out there uh and this coincides with the whole buying versus renting debate. We've had it on the show numerous times. In fact, I think we did it last week as well, or, or if not the week before. And there's uh, some new statistics out. This is from the Mercer Retirement Readiness Barometer. They've done this for 2023. And it basically analyzes uh, millennials who rent uh, versus millennials who own a home. And so they based a starting salary uh, of about $60,000. And, you know, millennials who rent have to contribute to a retirement plan. Those who own a home do the same. And what they found was that uh, they estimated that a millennial who rents would need to save eight times their salary over the course of their career to be able to retire at the age of 68. Those millennials who own a home would need to set aside 5.25 times their salary and would be retirement ready by the age of 65. So not only do they have to save less of their salary, they'll be able to retire three years earlier than those millennials who rent. So, so there's another, I guess, nail in the coffin of the, the, the renting kind of argument because those who own the home take fewer years to save, don't have to save as much to get as much savings uh, when they start their retirement. Yes, I and I, I read that. And it, it is it is tough because I know uh, there's a lot of people out there. They've been renting uh, the same house. So you've got a, a, a guy out there uh, that bought a house probably 40 years ago and, or, or 30 years ago. They, they put a renter in there and, and it's a family and they've rented the same house. And, it, and, it, and the, the homeowner, the owner of the house says, hey, this renter has been paying his rent on time. I've never had any issues. Their rent is low. When he retires and decides I, I, I'm time to sell this, he is going to want to sell it because the kids, a lot of the kids today do not want the property. They just, you know, they don't want to deal with the headaches or whatever. And they'll end up evicting that tenant and moving them out. And, and, and that's the hard thing about it. But yeah, you're right. The, the older tenants with the older uh, landlords, it, it, it'd be a lot easier. The newer tenants with the newer landlords, it's not going to be cheap they will have to save a lot of money because now with the landlord tenant act and, and, and how rent increases are so little, the tenants are going to get a rent increase every single year mm -hmm. uh, for the next 10, 20 years. If they stay at the same place before it was no problem. You know what I mean? Like you didn't have to worry about it. The tenant was great, but, but if you don't raise the rent, it reduces the price of the property, especially if it's a multi-residential property. Here's another tidbit from this uh, 2023 Mercer Retirement Readiness Barometer. And again, it looked at an average starting salary of $60,000 for these millennials. And, it, and again, showed that those who rent take a little bit longer and would have to save a lot more for them to enjoy their retirement, as would a millennial who owns a home. Um, they also said that the homeowner in retirement, so the, per the millennial who owns the home right now, would have a better quality of life and a much lower likelihood of running out of assets 
in their retirement years. So there's another uh, check mark for those who uh, are either owning their home right now or on the cusp of doing so. And if you are, you got to call the Golfie team, the number one REMAX team in Canada at 905-575-7700 online at robgolfie.com. That's Rob robgolfie.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about the happiest and unhappiest cities in the country. And apparently... They're both in Ontario. That's next here on the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. Welcome back. This is the Golfie Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfie, sales representative. Remax Escarpment Realty, the Golfie team. Call them today at 905-575-7700. You're going to be calling the number one Remax team in the country. 905-575-7700. Head over to their website, robgolfie.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. And follow the Golfie team on TikTok, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you have a question for the Golfie team or you would like us to chew on a certain topic idea, send them an email at questions at robgolfie.com. That's questions at robgolfie.com. So uh, we have uh, a list in front of us in terms of the happiest cities in Canada and, well, the unhappiest as well. And at the top or the bottom of that list, however you want to look at it, uh, comes cities in Ontario. Now, before we get into some of the statistics, uh, I would say that, you know, Hamilton is a happy place. I'm, I'm happy to live in here. It's a great community. It's got so many different aspects to it, whether it's, uh, you know, the, the rail trails, whether it's the waterfalls, you know, uh, elite sporting events, uh, fabulous shows or concerts, a, a much more vibrant downtown now than what has been over the last number of years. Uh, plenty of things to see and do, whether you're a shopper or you're a golfer or whatnot. Uh, so Hamilton is a great place to live. It's not at the top of the happiness scale. Um, Rob, your thoughts on Hamilton before we get into uh, this list and, and how happy this community is. I think Hamilton, unless you live here, people don't know how happy it is. A, it is a great city. It's got uh, it's got a diverse diversity of different culture. It, it's got a lot of things to offer. It's got the waterfalls. It's got parks. It's got restaurants. It's got downtown. It's like a mini of everything. So I really think uh, you have to live here to really see if you are happy to live here. And so these are studies that I'm sure they do a, a call on different people. But uh, I, I'm surprised that Hamilton wasn't uh, up higher on the list. Mm-hmm. So number one on the list, or at least at the top of the happiness scale, the happiest city on the list is Caledon. It has a happy index of 67 out of a maximum of 100. Um, I've, I've been to Caledon. It seems like an okay place. I'm not sure what makes it happier than somewhere else. <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. It, and and they also mention uh, Milton, Halton Hills, Clareton, and Burlington. Burlington, yeah. So I mean, yeah, they're they're you know these are communities that there's you know people that are a little bit wealthier than elsewhere. So of course you have more money, you're going to be happier, of course. So 
<laughs> so that's what I'm assuming if they're doing the survey. But uh, but yeah, like I mean, they're all nice, beautiful cities that uh, they're ranked at the top of uh, of the list on there. Yeah, it says uh, according to the uh, compilers of this list, um, th- they're pointing to basically after tax median incomes, uh, large shares of households. Uh, in certain communities that are pointing to a couple in Quebec, fortunate to spend less than 30% of income on housing. So obviously the, the price of housing is a contributing factor. But, you know, there are other things as well, like lifestyles, uh, things to do in each and every community. So, you know, I can see places like Caledon, Milton, Halton Hills. They they all kind of seem to be the same to me as well in terms of, you know, what they look like, the types of homes they have there. And, and I guess people there are happy. Yeah, ex- exactly. Well, it's it's all around the same area too. So, um, so I guess, you know, that is, uh, you know, the, the same, uh, mentality in the area. I mean, it, it is a nice area. I mean, if you visit there, you'll, you'll enjoy it, but Niagara wasn't too happy with their rankings. I guess they, they didn't rank too high. Um, there was another article that says, are uh, residents of Niagara cities unhappy, uh, because they, they ranked lower on the list. And I think is uh, um, they said the fourth and final broad dimensions, economy and real estate, Wellen topped the group at uh, 69, followed by Niagara Falls, 76, and mm-hmm. St. Catharines at 89. That's incredible. So and that, and that's, that's interesting because when you look at the Niagara region especially, we know that over the last, I don't know, let's call it two years, at least, at least since the start of the pandemic, a lot of people from the GTA said, hey, I'm going to cash in and move to Niagara. I would think that they'd be really happy. Oh, exactly. I mean, that's where everything's going to. So why, uh, I, I don't understand why uh, uh, that got ranked lower on the list. So it just depends. You know what it is? It depends on who they call and, and you know what I mean? Like they just, they're doing random calls in different cities and, and uh, towns. So it, 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 it's hard to gauge. Uh, but I mean, they're just going by questions they ask and they're asking people on a one scale of one to 10 or one to five, you know, what, what they feel the happiness is of where they're living. Yeah, they're also pointing to communities like St. John's, Newfoundland, uh, Cape Breton, Regina, and, and maybe the remoteness or maybe even the weather factor uh, points to a little unhappiness in those communities. But uh, I, I guess to each their own, it all go, comes down to, in terms of housing as well, location, location, location. And uh, I'm going to ask Rob about that uh, long old adage moniker that is uh, number one in real estate when we come back here. Uh, don't forget, you can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform. Hit that follow button so you never miss an episode. More to come here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. You're listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML. And one more go around here on the Golfy Real Estate Show, Hamilton Edition on 900 CHML. Rick Samprin with Rob Golfy, sales representative, Remax's Scarman Realty, the Golfy team. Call them today at 905-575-7700. You want to get your home sold, get the number one Remax team in Canada on your side. That's the Golfy team, 905-575-7700. Online at robgolfy.com. That's Rob, G-O-L-F-I.com. And follow the Golfy team on TikTok 
Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, Producer Jerry made an amazing comment off the air here just uh, during the commercial break, is that people in Niagara are probably so unhappy because all the Torontonians have moved there. Yeah, I, I believe that. I would I would say so because they're they're driving the prices of houses up in uh, in Niagara. So yeah. I think that's what the the survey showed. Oh, for sure. Before the break, I mentioned location, location, location. That old adage that uh, homeowners subscribe to, real estate agents obviously point to. Given our current market, though, Rob, with inventory levels starting to dwindle once again, with house prices where they are. Is location, location, location still at the top of the list when it comes to making a final determination on where people want to live? Absolutely. Um, location is a big part. Uh, a lot of the times, so in every city there is a, you know, the, the, it could be north end or south end, whatever, the, the, the older part of the city where the city was starting from. So those homes are older. And people veer towards the newer part of the city. So let's say in Hamilton, we've got the north end and then people kind of slowly move their way up to the Hamilton Mountain, which is the newer part of the city. And, and same thing in different part, in every, every city and municipality in, on, in Canada. So what happens is people start off in those areas and sometimes the houses are run down. And so location wise is not the greatest location when people move into these older areas because not everybody upkeeps their home. So that's why location there is not the greatest. Now, when you move to more of a newer area where more expensive, everybody upkeeps their house a little bit better. Everybody, you know, is, you know, the houses are more, a little more expensive. Those are the locations you want to be in. Now there are areas in, in the, in the, in the central part of Hamilton that are unbelievably beautiful areas to move into. Mm-hmm. They've been well-maintained. And, and people like moving there, especially if they grew up there. Now, what's happened in the last 15 years in Hamilton, the North End has been cleaned up. And I've said this before, a lot of homes have been, uh, have been renovated because of this influx of people coming in from the GTA. The buyers are coming in, fixing it up and, and living in there or flippers are buying them and, and then selling them to the people that moved in from the GTA and they're maintaining. So, the north end in the Hamilton area has been cleaned up and also in other cities and municipalities in Ontario. So location is getting better depending on where you're looking, but obviously location, location in where the houses are a little bit more money are the, are, is the best uh, way to go. That brings me back to our previous topic about, you know, the, the happiness of those in Hamilton. And, and you mentioned, you know, people who are not from here don't really realize um, you know, some of the hidden gems that we have, whether it's the waterfalls or, or the trails or whatnot, uh, they just think of, you know, the old steel mills, which in, in their own right have really changed and are, are much different than what they used to be. But you mentioned, you know, places like the North End, Barton Street, there are many uh, properties and, and even commercial properties as well that have been revitalized in that area of the city. When we're talking about hidden gems, that could be at the top of the list. Oh, absolutely. We, we've been selling houses and I can't believe some of the prices we're getting in there because people are looking in those areas. They love, they, they love the vibe downtown. They love the vibe in, in the central area. And, and it's just going to get better as time goes on. I, the only thing I feel sorry for is that the people that were renting in those areas, they're getting pushed out. Mm-hmm. And, and they're the ones that are going to feel the pain just because of the fact that uh, there's this new influx of people coming in. And now the shortage of homes that we have, it's going to hurt the uh, the lower income people that are renting. 
I would assume that with so many GTA people in this community now that the perception of this city has changed drastically than when it was even 10 years ago. Oh, absolutely. Um, the, 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 the vibe, people love it. It's, uh, the city is, 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 is growing. Uh, the population's growing. The buildings are going up. Uh, they're building high density downtown and, uh, it, the, the restaurants are, are, are going to thrive. And yeah, it is, it is a great place to live. I know a lot of Toronto people, they love this city just because it's a smaller version of different parts of the, uh, of Toronto downtown. Hmm. And they love it. Like you got James street, lock street. And I'm going to tell you the next big area in the Hamilton area, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be Ottawa street. That's and I mm-hmm. truly feel Ottawa street is a place that's going to have a, a thriving area to, that people want to hang out in. Yeah, it's just about there. It's it's uh, made some vast improvements, and it's always nice to go down there and check out the markets, a lot of the vintage shops down there as well, some cool restaurants. So, yeah, that is a happening place for sure. Uh, hey, you can listen to our show online through Spotify, iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. Just search for the Golfy Real Estate Show in your favorite podcast platform. Don't forget to hit the follow button so you will never miss an episode. Rob, another fantastic show today, and thank you for listening to the Golfy Real Estate Show. We're back next Saturday at 9 on 900 CHML. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of 900 CHML.